are you and what are you doing here? Hi, everybody. Well, what are we waiting for? This is fantastic. Hello, hello, hello. This will only hurt for 22 minutes. It's very early. I may have to hurt you. Call me in five minutes. This is something that is treatable. This is something that is fixable. Hey, this is not a test. Oh, my God, it's early. Now, sir. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. That's right. If you will draw your attention to the uh, bottom left-hand corner of your speaker, you will see the closed captioning taking place right before your eyes. Hey, how you doing? My name is Michael. I'm your host. This is the FBTV Podcast. Yeah, kind of a new take on a, the old dog, huh? Got the opening. Got a lot of things going to be changing up here on the podcast before too long. Going to be telling you more about that today. Elephant in the room. Elephant in the room besides the new sound, the new look, the new newness of our podcast. <laughs> the uh, elephant in the room this week, Celadon, obviously. Celadon going out of business after 30 plus years, closing their doors, bankruptcy, bad management. A lot of their bad management uh, went to jail, which started this whole deal back in uh, April. April, uh, Celadon agrees to pay a $42 million settlement for a security fraud scandal. Then right after that in May, SEC files civil suit against former Celadon CEO Danny Williams. And then uh, a week ago today, a couple of more Celadon executives were indicted for securities fraud. Securities fraud. You ever watch the uh, movie Wall Street? The original movie back from uh, the 80s? Gordon Gecko, greed is good. Obviously not so much. (laughs) Shut down Celadon, that's for sure. Actually, there are people saying that Celadon wasn't given enough time. If they would have had more time, they would have been able to overcome this issue. They could have stayed in business. But, uh, hey, when you got to pay the, you know, <laughs> the government, $42 million, that's what they, uh, what was it? That Was that what the fine was? $42 million. Hey, when you got to pay them $42 million, there is no rebounding. I mean, you don't get an option to uh, just don't get that option to set up a payment plan. They want it. They want it now. Matter of fact, that was listed in their bankruptcy. Apparently, uh, United States Department of Justice was one of their A-list creditors, $33 million, $2.8 million obligation to data. $2.5 million to pilot travel centers, pilot Flying J. The Comdata, if you're not familiar with them, they are a transportation financial solution. If you're a broker, you can uh, set up a Comdata account so that you can advance carriers' money or do whatever you need to do. Trucking companies use it all the time. That's how they get money to their drivers that are out there on the road, pay for fuel and stuff. So $2.8 million to Comdata, $2.5 million obligation to pilot. That's, man, that's pretty tough. 
No ands, ifs, or buts about that. That's pretty tough. So, talk about this in the video the other day. The Celadon, this isn't just Celadon Trucking. This is their group, the Celadon group that's uh, shutting down all but one. And I forget which company that is. I think it's one of the uh, companies under their group based out there somewhere in Carolina. I read it somewhere, but I don't have it in front of me. 26 companies total. Celadon, AR Management Service, Beeline, Celadon Canadian, Celadon E-Commerce International, Celadon Logistics, Celadon Mexicana, Celadon Realty, Celadon Trucking Services, Distribution Inc., Eagle Logistics, and it just goes on and on and on and on. Now, what we were talking about the other day in the uh, YouTube video was it would be really worth your while if you're an operating broker right now, broker, broker agent, you know, get on the phone. Try to find these uh, shippers that were using Celadon. They are in need of trucks, obviously. There is a wide open hole there. Get in there, get set up, start using it. I'm using earbuds. You can't see this, I know, but to be able to do this podcast when you you've got elements you know like the music and the opening and things like that you've got to have your headphones on so you can kind of monitor and know when one element's done you know you can start talking or whatever so you don't start talking too soon but these silly earbuds they keep on falling out i've always had that problem with these earbuds and i wish i didn't because they're really handy but uh you know, I've got friends that you know we go on <laughs> we go on bike rides on our uh, motorcycles when I had one, and they put their earbuds in their ear just like it was no big deal. Run down the road, I try to do that. My earbuds are flapping behind my head. You know, they they won't stay in. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I need some glue. You think? All right, back to Celadon. Okay, Celadon though. You get out there and you start finding companies that were using Celadon previously. You know, shippers, they're out there. They are out there just waiting for you. So, give them a shout. Coffee mugs. Let's talk about the Freight Broker TV coffee mugs. Get yours today. You can do that by going to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Got a whole bunch of them up there. A couple of them anyway. Two, two, two colors. We got a black one. It cracks me up. Yeah, the, our, our coffee mugs are in color. We have a black one and a white one. <laughs> okay. The logos are in, in color. We got, well, you'll see. Go to our website. Check them out. 11-ounce mug. Good quality. If you've been watching the YouTube videos, you, you've seen them. At least the black one anyway. I use. I drink out of it all the time. Listen to that quality. That, that's good quality right there. That's solid. Get those on our website. Uh, it's pretty, pretty close to Christmas. Last time I checked, though, it's uh, still showing that still had time to get it ordered and delivered before Christmas. So get you a couple. You know, think about it. You'd be sitting there Christmas Eve and in front of the Christmas tree with the ones you love, drinking your favorite hot or cold beverage. Out of your very own FBTV coffee mug. 11-ounce mug. Get yours today. 
All right. In case you are wondering why the new opening, why the new this, why the new that, why are you talking about earbuds? Well, simply put, we are, whoop, I can't lean back. My, my, my earbud cord ain't long enough. Okay, put that on the list of things we need to get. Okay, the uh, what we are doing here, we are doing some tests and checking some things out uh, to take FBTV to the next level. Okay, bottom line. Yes, we're still going to be doing the podcast. Yes, we're still going to be doing the videos, but uh, we got more planned, more in store for 2020. One of the things we are working on, which uh, is why the podcast, this episode is like this compared to how the others might have been, is we are looking at the possibility anyway. It's out there. It's not in stone yet, but we're working on the possibility of doing a daily live show. We're still going to be doing the podcast, but we're going to be doing a daily live show. And we're going to stream it. Okay, this is going to allow you to become more active with what we are doing. Kind of like a radio show. We'll have a stream set up. You'll be able to uh, listen live. You'll be able to take part. Of course, we'll set it up, so, you know, chat room or Twitter or how, however you do that. And uh, But anyway, that, that's that's wild. We're, we're doing a test. This is just a test. You know, make sure the equipment we have, it's coming out right because, they're, believe me, to do it this way, to do a live broadcast, it's a lot more than just a microphone and a recorder. You know, you got all kinds of other things going on that are, you got to make sure they don't conflict, make sure it records properly, make sure, you know, it's just the whole nine yards. Plus, at the same time, we are going to be doing a live, so that means what we are sending out for you to listen to live, it's got to sound just as good as if we recorded it in the studio. So you, you kind of get the idea. So we're, yeah, we're kind of running tests on that. May do that a couple more tests before we uh, make a final decision. But right now, that's kind of where we're leaning. And I know one thing: we're gonna, I'm gonna have to get some different earbuds. <laughs> Something here, you know. I, now, when I was in radio, I used headphones, and I got a pair of headphones over here. But they, I, I'm just so used to, you know, having my ear uncovered, you know, having kind of a open air to it, so to speak, you know, and the headphones just kind of clamp it down. When I was on radio, that was fine. used to do that all the time. But it, they, they just sound different. You know, I like the sound getting from the earbuds better than I did the uh, headphones. So anyway, it's time to trip for a trip to uh, B&H. And see what I can find from from their website. Well, a Tesla autopilot car rear-ended another car in Connecticut. This happened uh, about a week ago. 
<laughs> Fortunately, the car that the Tesla autopilot car hit was a cop's car. <laughs> that's that's never any good. Let's give him a let's give him a round of applause for for that. <laughs> well deserved. Hey, I'm not kidding you. A cop car. <laughs> That that sounds my, like my luck. Now here's the deal. Okay, yeah, this is you know a Tesla car autopilot hitting the uh, back end of a cop car, but uh, the reason I'm even bringing this up is simply because they're trying to make these autonomous trucks, and I've read stories where they're making deliveries, whoops, and and things like that, and uh, but I just don't see it. I do not see. I, I really honestly do not see how the general public can be okay with the 80,000-pound uh, vehicle going down the road without a driver. I mean, I just don't see it. Now, they're testing these trucks now. Matter of fact, I think I saw one where a, a test was done not long ago. Just the other day, they completed a coast-to-coast run. But I know one thing. If I had my family in the car, we were going on down the road, and, and you know, the last thing I want, last thing I want, is a truck without a driver going sharing the road with me, going down the road. That's just death waiting to happen. I mean, there is no accident waiting to happen here. That is death waiting to happen, and I do not see how anyone is going to be okay with that. I mean, that just blows me away. Because just like this Tesla autopilot, I mean, this is a car. It's it got to be a lot easier, one would think, to get a car autopilot to work uh, than a truck, a big truck. Okay, big truck, well, one, you got four wheels on the car. You've got probably, what, 78,000 pound difference in weight, if not more. You got 18 wheels on a truck. I mean, stop! I mean, it just it just boggles my mind. I think somebody's trying to get George Jetson too soon. You know, I, I hear all these things, and uh, when it comes to freight brokering as well, and we get calls from companies want us to teach them how to be a freight broker so they can figure out how to write software so they can uh, become an automatic freight broker. Matter of fact, we talked about a story last week where Schneider. <laughs> had already done that or were working on it through their load board, hey, no, no, no negotiation dispatch. Believe me, the last thing a trucking company wants to do uh, is lose their ability to dis or, or to negotiate with a freight broker. You can't take the freight broker's word for it like Schneider said last week, hey, you know, uh, when you're dealing with our no negotiation load board. All you got to do is click on that load and it's yours for that rate guaranteed. Come on. Who are you trying to kid? You know, so these autonomous trucks, these automated load boards, these automated brokering. This country is based on negotiation. It was founded on negotiation. You know, I just don't see negotiation. I just don't see these autonomous trucks. Another thing about the autonomous trucks that I have a problem with is cost. 
How much? How much? Now, I don't know for a fact, but I would almost bet you right now that these uh, makers of these autonomous trucks, yeah, they're hauling freight, they're working under somebody's authority, but I will bet you a nickel to a donut that they're furnishing the truck. The trucking company sure didn't go out and buy it. They're just letting them work under their authority, which to me, I just wonder what the insurance is. You know, if I'm an insurance company, a trucking company comes to me and says, hey, I'm going to put a driverless truck on the road, you know, hauling 80,000 pounds, going 70, 75 miles an hour. What kind of what kind of insurance rates am I looking at? <laughs> I would think it's going to be a lot more than what it would cost if I had a driver behind that wheel. You know what I mean? But anyway, time would tell. But I really don't think these autonomous things, these... These automated load boards, I think they're a good idea. I, I think they're a dreaming idea. I think maybe someday in the future, but not not today kind of thing. Hey, you've got questions. you got comments. We want to hear from you. You can, uh, if you're on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com, right below the podcast audio feed, there is a uh, area there where you can actually uh, ask questions, leave a comment, whatever you like. Now, we are posting these podcasts. We're posting them on our YouTube channel as well, but as a podcast. So if you want to make a comment or uh, ask a question there, you can as well. Because what we do, we will, if you have a question or something like that, yeah, we'll probably... Uh, well, no, probably to uh, generally uh, at this point we're answering. We're able to answer you, uh, you know, directly. But we are also going to be using your questions and uh, things like that in future episodes of FBTV for our Q and A. Matter of fact, if you're on our YouTube channel, uh, you can look. We do have Q and A videos. We try to do one of those once a month. But uh, don't be surprised if you hear your question in one of those videos. But anyway, uh, yeah, you can, uh, on our website, on our YouTube channel, ask questions, leave a comment, or you can actually send us an email direct. Okay, send your email to fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Okay, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Matter of fact, that's in the closed captioning at the bottom of the left speaker. <laughs> so, <laughs> Now, we uh, our podcast, if you are listening to us, you may be uh, listening to us from your favorite podcast app. If not, you found us on the website or you found us on YouTube. But you're thinking, hey, man, this would be cool to have on an app. You're right. Uh, pretty much your favorite podcast app, whatever it might be, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. And I'm told it's going to be on iHeartRadio. So be looking forward to that, too. iHeartRadio, they used to be Clear Channel, pretty much still are. When I was on radio, I worked for Cumulus Broadcasting out of uh, Georgia many, many years ago. And uh, actually, I was uh, uh, I, I, I went to work for Cumulus. 
a little bit after 9-11, a year or two after 9-11. I was brokering full-time 9-11, and it seemed to catch up to me, I don't know, about a year, 18 months down the road. I decided, okay, let's take a break. Let's go back to radio for a while. I became, uh, went back to uh, radio as a program director for a cumulus uh, station. And I've I've really never been one to enjoy the corporate atmosphere. It's too slow. It's almost like the federal government. You know, you need to get something done. You can't because there's so much red tape. Well, let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask. No is always the easiest answer in a corporate environment like that for the simple reason it's the safe one. If somebody says yes in a corporation like that, then it's going to be on them if something goes wrong because they're the ones that said yes. So it's a lot easier to get a no from somebody. And I had the attitude, well, let's do it and ask for forgiveness. That will be a lot easier. <laughs> That's generally how I did it. But now there are perks for corporations. You know, the perks would be, uh, you know, uh, well, it was not out of the ordinary you get a call on thursday from corporate and cumulus media they're they're based in atlanta georgia but it wasn't out of the ordinary you get a call on thursday saying hey uh, we got you a ticket waiting at the airport you're flying to atlanta for the weekend you know be on the plane tomorrow we'll pick you up at the airport and, and they did they picked us up limousines and all that fun stuff put us up in a nice hotel for the weekend and what am I complaining about? I'm not complaining about that. But the thing is, to spend that kind of money, and then uh, you, you call corporate one day, hey, I need a $500 part. It's for your radio station. We need it you know, to be able to get this to work right. And then get the response of, well, we don't have it in budget. Make sure you include that in your next year's budget. And I thought, wait a minute. You can fly me all over the country, send me here, send me there, and spend all that kind of money. But... You can't afford to spend 500 bucks to get a part that's needed for your radio station and make the radio station just function better. You, It's not in budget. <laughs> that's the corporate attitude I'm talking about. That uh, that, that kind of tripped me out. And I, I was at Cumulus for, I don't know, a little bit over a year maybe, and uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Had to uh, had to go find something else to do. Hey, truck drivers, if you've been using the AOBRDs, automatic onboard recording devices, to record your hours of service, that uh, that deadline's approaching quick. December 16th, they are not going to be legal. Those AOBRDs, you have to have the ELD in your truck and operational by Monday, December 6th. After that date, if you're using an AOBRD, you're going to be placed out of service because you have no history. Because they're going to be, uh, well, you're going to be violating federal regulations, bottom line, so keep that in mind. Yeah, okay, I'm going to bring up this next part. There's this next subject. Uh, I'm going to bring it up for the simple reason... Uh, when I was driving, when I was a driver on a big truck, and I think pretty much every driver kind of thinks this in the back of their head, but, you know, you never know, but you're pretty sure it's happening. Well, uh, I'm not going to use any names of anyone involved in this 
scam. <laughs> but it proves what we've, as drivers, have always thought. A former veteran trooper with the Tennessee Highway Patrol has been indicted on felony charges related to bribery and conspiracy. All right, here's the story. This Tennessee Highway Patrol, the trooper, he had been working way stations. And the conspiracy took place between January 1st, 2015 and uh, New Year's Eve, 2017. While he was manning a way station on I-81 in Tennessee. According to the documents, the trooper had accepted bribes from individuals slash businesses in exchange for commercial truck and or trailer repair business referrals. Now, if you are not in trucking, you're not familiar with what we're talking about here, what's been going on. Basically, <laughs> this guy was manning a way station, port of entry, if you will. And if you're not familiar with that kind of, you know, what, what I'm talking about, you, you go to any state, Pretty much first 20, 30 miles from the time you enter that state, and then there'll be another one 20, 30 miles before you exit the state. There's going to be a way station, you know, where trucks pull in, they get weighed, looked at, and things like that, and inspected. So this uh, trooper, he was manning the way station on I 81, and, uh, it's at his discretion. A truck pulls in, he can inspect it at any time. Just give them the red light. They're going to have to pull over. They'll bring in their logbooks. He can pull, go out there and pull whatever kind of level inspection he wants. But anyway, whenever they find a problem with the truck that needed to be fixed, well, the trooper would kind of give the driver the names of the people that have paid him bribes. <laughs> you get the idea? And I've even been in scales where I've seen approved businesses that were allowed to come into the uh, way station. Now, this is going back a few years, but I've seen those. The approved list of businesses that can, you know, come into that way station to do any type of repair. And that's where you get that idea. Okay, how did those companies get on that list? Who are they paying? Well, you know, you, if you've been a driver, you've always kind of thought that was happening. This is proof positive. Okay, this is just one guy. He got caught. But I, I'd almost bet, not not everybody's doing this, but I'd almost bet you this is happening a lot across the country, you know? But, uh, you know, I just, I, I saw that story, and I thought, ah, I'm not going to talk about that. Then I thought, yeah, I am, because, you know, we've always thought it. Always thought it. Hey, we got contest on the way. Yes, we do. If you've been watching the YouTube videos, you know, once we hit 100 subscribers, we will let the games begin. So go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. we got prizes valued at, uh, from around 15 bucks all the way up to around 700 But to be eligible, you got to be a subscriber. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, we'd also like you to subscribe to our podcast. Okay, you can do that on whatever your uh, favorite podcast app is. But you're going to have to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel to be able to uh, take part in these contests. And I'm starting to get the idea that these contests, 
the YouTube channel, the live streaming of, you know, the daily show we're thinking about doing before too long. I think all of this is kind of getting ready to go hand in hand. So if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, become part of the fun. What else? Oh, average diesel. Average price of diesel has dropped a couple of cents over the past uh, week. West Coast showing the biggest drop, 5.7 cents a gallon. What's going on out there? Well, 5.6, okay, here's the story. The West Coast regional average uh, for a price of of diesel fuel per gallon had dropped 5.7 cents from a week ago. But California is not included in that. (laughs) That kind of cracks me up. California, I don't know what those folks are going to do. You know, for a great state, Great weather. You know, there's nothing about California I don't like except California. Uh, I mean, and I don't dislike the state of California. It's just that Jiminy Crickets, man. It's so expensive, you know. But, you know, eventually I think everybody knows that uh, that's going to – it's going to implode. It has to. And that's the only way it's going to get fixed. But anyway, uh, that's good news. Price of diesel has dropped. Coming up on the holidays, if you're a freight broker, you understand that right now freight is slowing down a lot. Everybody's getting in that holiday move, but you should still be making your prospect calls. Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, make your prospect calls and... In addition to your normal prospect calls, you're looking for the uh, potential customers that uh, may have been working with Celadon. Those people need need trucks. You know, they they may not be worried too much about between now and the first of the year, but man, after the first of the year, when things start, you know, winding up again, you know, getting busy, you know, first of the year, spring starts shipping. You've got to keep that in mind. You know, they're going to be they're going to be looking for other. Uh, providers, transportation providers, you you should be getting in that line. If you haven't signed up for the uh, FBTV newsletter, do so. You can do that on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. Keep up to date with everything going on on FBTV. That's going to include our dailies if we're doing daily broadcast, you know. So, you know, kind of keep keeping that in mind. Follow us on Twitter. We don't talk about that very much, you know, but we are on Twitter. Twitter. Did I say that right? Twitter. We are on Twitter. Our, uh, I don't know what they call it. They call it a handle. Anyway, it's at Freight TV. Handles. Yeah, when, you know, in a big truck, you had uh, the CB radio. And I had a CB radio when I was in my big truck. You know, I used to always tell people, you know, we, trucking companies are always wanting to strike, or the little guys are. You know, hey, it's, you know, it's, it's true. Trucking companies go on strike 72 hours. They could pretty much get what they wanted because, yeah, it's, it takes about 72 hours before the big cities, you know, Chicago, New York, L.A., start running out of food. 72 hours and uh, people start getting hungry. Things will change. But uh, my, my handle, but what I always you say, you're not going to get any trucking company to strike. 
because they can't agree on anything. But take the CB radio out of the truck. <laughs> There'll be a strike then. But anyway, my handle, uh, they used to call me Lefty. Hey, 4 Yeah, this is Lefty. Go ahead. Hey, Westbound, what's it looking like over your shoulder there? <laughs> anyway. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this this episode of FBTV Podcast. Like I say, this is kind of a test episode. We are working toward turning this into a daily live broadcast. Anyway, have a good day, unless you've made other plans. And if you have, change them.